Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Under the radar. You're listening to Money FM 89.3, and it's now time for Under the Radar with me, Chua Tian Tian. Now, ever wondered where all the millionaires are right now, and where do they intend to migrate to in the near term? Well, that's what we are going to talk all about today with UK-based consultancy firm Henley and Partners. Now, Henley and Partners is a global leader in residence and citizenship by investment, with over 40 offices worldwide. Now, it also runs a leading government advisory practice. That has raised more than 10 billion US dollars in foreign direct investment. Now, what's interesting here is that Henley and Partners said its business grew 25% last year and another 35% the year before. And meanwhile, in its USA Wealth report, the company said the number of Americans inquiring about citizenship investments and residency options. Has risen over fourfold since 2019. So, where are the rich Americans moving to, and what does this mean for Asia as the region tries to attract family offices to set up here? For more, let's speak to Scott Moore, managing director at Henley and Partners. Scott, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Tenten. Good to see you again. Great to have you on as well. And Scott, some of us might have heard of Henley and Partners and the work that you do. But to get us started, appreciate if you could tell us more about Henley and Partners' value proposition, your business model. I understand you take a cut out of every visa or citizenship application, but how does it work for the company? Certainly. So we're the global leaders in investment migration. We focus exclusively on the high net worth segment, advising on getting either a second or maybe even third or fourth residence or citizenship.、Uh, we do not advise on retirement visas or、uh, tourist visas, so it's really focused on. Uh, the high net worth segment. We also design these programs for governments around the world, so we act on both sides of the equation, which is private client advisory and government advisory. Of course, governments would want to、uh, lean on our expertise to not only help design the legislation, but put in place proper due diligence measures to protect the integrity of the program. Of course, if you're allowing investors. To gain residence or citizenship to your country, you need to make sure that you are inviting the right people、um, to ensure the longevity of the program. Right, and well, Scott, let's dive straight into your business. Henley and Partners CEO earlier said business grew twenty five percent last year and another thirty five percent the year before. To what extent was this driven by your main business versus your government consultancy business? So we've seen a, a lot of growth through office expansion,、uh, and this is going to continue as we're putting boots on the ground where we see、uh, a lot of clients、uh, emerging. As you may have heard, we have opened offices this year in New York, Miami, as well as Los Angeles. We're also focusing quite a bit on the Africa continent. We're seeing fantastic growth, particularly in Nigeria, which is、um, creating some of the most Uh, new millionaires in Africa today.、Uh, the government advisory business is also doing well, and we're looking forward to some very exciting announcements later this year in terms of new residence and citizenship programs that we will be the government concessionaire for. 
Right. And let's talk about growth. Um, Henley and Partners growth, if we look at the numbers, 25% last year, 35% the year before. Do you think the company can continue this growth trajectory from what you're seeing so far? Yes, we're very aggressive with our office expansion. Uh, I think the growth in the Americas this year is going to be uh, something that is really going to drive uh, the company forward. We're also seeing very good growth uh, here in the region. Now, in Singapore, of course, Singaporeans have uh, actually the strongest passport in the world in terms of mobility right now tied with Japan. Uh, So generally, Singaporeans do not need our services, but countries in the region uh, such as Philippines, Indonesia, uh, Thailand, they are growing markets for us and we're investing in growing our uh, offering and offices there as well. Mm. We'll talk about Singapore in just a bit and and the uh, sort of competition for family offices to set up shop here. But uh, let's look at Americans, right? Uh, Scott, Henley and Partners mentioned that the number of Americans making inquiries about citizenship investment and residency options has increased more than fourfold since 2019. So tell us more about the profile of these uh, Americans. Are they mostly individuals or family offices? Why are they moving and where are they moving to? So we get inquiries from both uh, family offices, let's say bankers, lawyers, anybody that represents the interests of these high net worth individuals or high net worth families, Um, and also the individuals themselves, because we invest heavily um, to be positioned in the market as uh, the leader and uh, we're quite visible online. Now, when we're entering a new market, say, uh, the United States with our offices in New York, Miami, and Los Angeles, our client-facing staff, their their first objectives is really to uh, make sure that they're developing relationships with intermediaries to uh, be introduced to clients from trusted advisors. And this tends to be the, the best way to develop a business as we have boots on the ground. We are now in conversation with Scott Moore, Managing Director at Henley & Partners. Well, Scott, what does the rise in interest among Americans mean for Henley & Partners as a company? You mentioned a couple of times the opening of three U.S. offices and you're planning to expand your workforce from 300 to 400 people by the end of this year. Tell us more about that. So um, generally our clients, and this is uh, including Americans as well, they want to stay where they are. They want to stay where their businesses are making money and they want to stay where their families are, where they're comfortable. So the offerings that are most popular for our clients, and this is both regionally and in the United States, is offerings that would uh, give them an alternative residence or citizenship, uh, but where they don't actually need to change much to do with their daily life. And focusing on the U.S., Why have we chosen to aggressively expand there this year? Well, the U.S. uh, has the most high net worth individuals in the world. I can share with you some numbers, Tiantian. This is actually quite fascinating. So uh, there's over 65 trillion U.S. dollars of privately held wealth in the United States. There's 5.3 millionaire 5.3 million millionaires in the u.s 
and almost 10,000 centi-millionaires. Okay, so of the global population of centi-millionaires, and this is people with a uh, hundred million and above an entire net worth, the United States has 38%. Okay, and lastly, 770 billionaires in the US. So this is certainly a, a market that makes sense for us to expand to. And actually, it was the first time in our history last year that we received the most inquiries out of the United States as compared to anywhere else in the world. And I think one point that I do want to furbish right now, or one question that I do want to furbish is why are the Americans moving out and where are they seeking to seek a, a secondary uh, citizenship? Yeah, I think um, a big spike in interest uh, occurred after the Capitol Hill protests. This really made it uh, apparent that Americans do want a insurance policy in a way. Uh, generally, our clients are business owners, perhaps they're company executives. So uh, they're quite successful in their own right. And often the success is geographically tied. So they wouldn't necessarily want to leave the United States. But given that there's more uncertainty domestically, they're coming to us to look for options more as an insurance policy that if they ever needed to leave the United States, they understand that it's important to be proactive and approach Henley and Partners at an early stage rather than be hmm. reactive, because it may be too late if that's the case. And uh, Scott, aside from more Americans seeking uh, migration solutions, where are millionaires moving away from and uh, where are they headed? Yeah, so we publish data on the um, movement of millionaires last year. And this, this was very interesting data, actually, because everybody was locked down and the movement of millionaires in 2020 and 2021 was, uh, it was nearly... Uh, not okay so where have they been going to well the greatest intake of millionaires last year was actually the united arab emirates they received 4000 millionaires normally that number is only 1000 why have they received so many well they have been quite open throughout the pandemic so mobility was a little bit easier going into the united arab emirates also, they have remained friendly to Russians. This is both on a migration basis as well as on a financial and banking basis. The second uh, country for uh, incoming millionaires was Australia. Um, this number that they received, which is a 2,800, will definitely increase significantly this year. And of course, Singapore is not far behind in third place for incoming millionaires. Uh, and th this is no surprise, and this will certainly continue. Now, where are they leaving? Uh, it doesn't take a genius to guess that Russia is losing the most millionaires. Um, 15,000 outflow in 2022. That's really going to affect their economy as this is 15% of their high net worth population. China is in second place. They lost um, 10,000 high net worth individuals. 
this is only 1% of their high net worth population, though. So it's, it's definitely not going to affect them quite as much. But if this continues, it could start to weigh on the economy. Mm. And now you mentioned, Scott, you mentioned Singapore. The region, Asia in particular, is trying to attract family offices to set up shop here. Do you think Hong Kong can compete with Singapore as it sort of recovers from the troughs of the pandemic? Yes, I love these uh, these questions. And there's certainly some friendly competition between uh, Singapore and Hong Kong. Um, look, there, there's no doubt that Hong Kong will always be the gateway to China uh, for international businesses, for uh, for families. Uh, they did suffer some outflows during the pandemic, uh, but they will recover uh, and they're poised for significant growth. Singapore was certainly a benefactor of some of these outflows from Hong Kong during the pandemic. And the government's proactive approach to have uh, programs to attract family offices and to attract private wealth are certainly paying off and they will continue to pay off in the future. Mm. And I want to end the conversation, Scott, by going back to Henley and Partners Business as well. What are some future plans for you guys this year? I understand you're moving into premium education right now. Tell us more about that. Absolutely. We're very excited to move into the education space as it's a a perfect complement to um, high net worth individuals and investment migration. Uh, The concern for any family, regardless of the wealth, is their children. Children are the future. Um, For a lot of our clients, children are going to be taking over the business. So they want to make sure that they have a responsible leader at the helm in the future. Uh, Whether it's looking to get a child into an Ivy League school, uh, this takes a lot of preparation. The programs that we can offer uh, would be able to guide a child and increase their chances to get into these top universities. We have a full education concierge service for families that are looking at sending their kids overseas to school, even for tertiary education. Um, we can provide everything from getting them extra tutoring to helping them find housing uh, and getting them the correct access to be able to travel uh, and uh, go to school in their country of choice. And finally, it's very important that we uh, distinguish the difference between studying under a student visa and studying under an investor visa. What a lot of people don't know is that uh, studying under a student visa, this serves no times towards permanence. So when you graduate, oftentimes, unless you get sponsored by an employer, which of course is very difficult, you need to leave the country pretty much right away. Now, if you're studying under an investor visa, the average degree overseas probably takes about four years. This means that you could graduate with not only a degree, but also a passport. And that's why these two business lines really work well together. And it's an offering that we know will be popular uh, this year and moving forward. All right. Exciting days indeed. Thanks very much, Scott. That was Scott Moore, Managing Director at Henley & Partners. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.